Episode 281 of the Drunk Dash Friends Podcast. I'm your host as always, I'm Tyler. And joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gable. What's up, buddy? Hey, Tyler. I'm doing all right. Honestly, this work week has been a little bit, uh, kind of a little bit of a barn burner. Fortunately, I got everything else done and had an early Friday off. But in that regards, though, it got me plenty of time to not only watch a couple LPs that I've been wanting to watch from some of my favorite YouTubers, but I also had a chance to play a fun game on PS4. But other than that, man, I'm doing pretty swell. What have you been doing? Um, doing alright. Uh, it's been a long, crazy couple weeks at work. Uh, usually, I've, I've talked about a few times before, um... Labor Day to Memorial Day, it's balls to the wall, 70, 80 hours a week. Oh. And then uh, in the summertime, it is you're pushing a broom, broom a lot and you're painting a lot and just doing side projects and right. just trying to keep busy to get your 40 hours. Uh, not been the case this summer. Uh, it's uh-huh. not as bad. It's not as bad. Uh, but I had a, um, we actually worked a decent amount the last couple, last few weeks. Uh, so, but. Nice thing is, I got nice uh, uh, everything on. I've worked the last couple weeks. Will go on the paycheck I get right before I go to Vegas. There you so, go. I told my boss um, that that just gives me more opportunities to win the win the jackpot and not come back here. So, um, he didn't. He didn't. He did not find that funny. Um, and I, I didn't mean for it to be funny. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, I like how you're just so ballsy up front. It's like, yeah, if I win the jackpot, I'm never coming back. <laughs> yeah, uh, on some extents, uh, they uh, they like me because I just I just kind of say what I'm thinking, uh, and on other extents, they don't because sometimes I like to say what I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> so it's kind of a, it's a weird double edged sword there where it hurts you sometimes, but it helps you some other times. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm doing okay. Uh, it's it's crazy to think that uh, two weeks from now. I will be at this very moment dead on a sidewalk in Las Vegas, um, <laughs> or at least a high probability. Um, no, I'm I'm doing okay. Okay, other, other than that, you know, had to work today, unfortunately, which sucks. Um, puts a little damper on your on your weekend because you don't really have one. Yeah. Uh, but um, I got to do a little bit of gaming this week, so that's exciting. And uh, you know what? Before we get into that, Gables, I always do this stuff at the end of the show. I'm gonna do it at the beginning, just right. case. You sons of bitches out there, turn the podcast off when I do this. Now you got to hear it. <laughs> if you guys like us and you guys are interested in us, we are on all kinds of different platforms. We're on Facebook. Uh, check us out in there, Drunk Dashers Podcast. Like and, like and join us on there. On Twitter, at Drunk Nerds Pod. Follow us on there. On YouTube, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Actually, you know what? Drunk Dash Nerds. I apologize. Subscribe to us in there. Podcast goes in there. Give us a big thumbs up. And uh, like I said, subscribe iTunes as well. Subscribe. Give us a big five-star rating. And also leave a nice little comment. We'd really appreciate if you did that. And last but not least, twitch.tv slash Podcast. Follow us on there. And send us a friend request. We like friends. Friends are good. So check us out on those platforms. Uh, now, Gables, on with the show. All right. Um, so I think we, we actually... So thanks to Gables here. Because typically what, what we do is... Um, a couple hours before, I'll, I'll go on and I'll uh, look for some... Look for some topics. Actually, really, I'll have like I have like the podcast um, or show notes on my phone, and I'll just like type stuff in as like I hear about stuff, so I don't forget about it. And uh, this week there was just like not a lot of anything at all. And then Gables, fortunately, when I was telling him there ain't a lot of news, he just he reminded me of, like five things. So <laughs> Gables saved the show this week because otherwise I had nothing. Uh, but before we get to that, we're gonna talk about what we've been playing. So Gables, and you know what, man. I was, I was I'm feeling a little, um, a little tipsy, a little tipsy, and I'm like I've only had I'm on my third beer and I just opened this third beer. Wow, that's it. And I'm like, why am I so tipsy? And I looked, eight percent alcohol by volume. Oh. that's why, that's why, uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of beer, uh, a lot of alcohol in in a beer. Um, uh, so I'm feeling a lot better than I was uh about well how long ago about an hour ago before we got on the Skype chat. Uh, it's been like three minutes for you guys. But, uh, Gables, do you want to go first or want me to go first? I'll go first this week. All right, sounds good. All right, so this week I had been 
going forth with my backlog on my PS4, checking out what games I wanted to try to start up, and one game in particular that I had bought on a flash sale, of all things, I decided to start playing A Hat in Time. Now, A Hat in Time released last year on Steam, and it became kind of like a indie darling, sort of, in the sense mm-hmm. where like any type of indie game nowadays that gets some like positive feedback, some sort of like acclaim or something becomes like the next indie darling or something like that. This one is more or less a style after it's styled after old 3D platformers, considering like say Super Mario 64 or Banjo Kazooie. You know, the sort of ex, you know explore around a huge level and terrain and stuff, finding all sorts of various things to collect, and then just going forth and getting the main piece of uh, thing you got to collect in order to try to go through like another act or this or that. So in this game, you play as a girl who pretty much has to go forth on each the individual like worlds and stuff you unlock and collect these things called time pieces because the beginning of the game she is in her spaceship traveling her intergalactic journey and all of a sudden she comes across a random planet and something attacks her ship so apparently what ends up happening is there's some like bunch of like uh, mafia dudes right these big lumbering sort of like dudes or something like that just somehow infiltrate her ship and basically makes it so that all of her time pieces that she had inside of her vault go scattered go scattered throughout this various like uh galaxy of uh stuff so your job is to go through each of these particular levels you unlock and collect time pieces of this of uh, each corresponding world so there is about four worlds in all each of them have their separate acts along with something called time rifts and what a time rift is, is you get the specific picture and you get to explore the overall terrain of that world and find specific points where this little circle, this blue circle or something like that, you can enter into. It sort of it has that sort of time influence where it pauses the game, but it transports you to a different sort of like a stage that kind of reminds me sort of similar to that of, say, Super Mario Sunshine, where you know those little battle, not battle, but those platforming courses and stuff where you can just go along, travel, and then all of a sudden at the end of that level, there's like a big old, like, say, like, in Super Mario Sunshine's case, it's like a Shine Sprite or something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are levels like that inside, like, I had in time, and honestly, it's probably one of my favorite features of this game. You know, go ahead and explore in the different worlds and stuff for fun, but you once you go through a couple of time distortions and stuff, the music gets sort of relaxing, it's like it's not really as menacing or something like that, and uh, the platforming ranges between somewhat simple, then it gets sort of like a moderate sort of uh, playstyle, but it's nothing like inter- inherently hard that makes you feel frustrated. So I've went through a couple of different time rifts. But some of my favorite parts about this game so far have been encountering a lot of the personality of characters while going through different worlds. Like, for instance, you go to the first world and you encounter this uh, these big old group of, like, mafia guys, right? Which, basically, the stereotypical mafia guy inside uh, Hat in Time are big, lumbering, sort of dumb. They're bald. They have their freaking mustaches and, like, <laughs> the big old blue suits. I think at one point I was passing across one of the walls and stuff, and there's a huge giant wall right leading up to a bridge, and all of a sudden it's like, yes, the Mafia owns this wall. (laughs) But, uh, and then you have another world that's kind of based upon, like, uh, kind of like movie theater-esque sort of things, where you have these two dueling directors that want to try to capture, like, credit and acclaim or something, winning these, like, this prestigious movie award, and you got to help both of the directors in order to try to get one up upon the other then of course like there's a there's another world and stuff that's like entirely kind of spooky it's sort of like a halloween kind of themed world from where it actually at points going to that third world it can be kind of disturbing because there are some imagery and some like uh, little bits of like jump scare things i was not expecting in this sort of like kid related game <laughs> but it's funny because there's like there's there's this menacing kind of dude or something like that inside the third world or something that's sort of reminiscent to say like oh boy it's sort of like kind of like a devilish sort of figure he's like this like menacing like uh spirit that once you get ensnared a couple of his traps or something like that you get he presents you with a lot of these contractual options or something like that that you have to sign and it's kind of funny it's kind of funny because you like you it's basically the theme for that world and stuff where you have to sign and just go through the different acts and this and that 
So every time that you go through it, it's like it just mentions he just mentions a little bit off key. It's like oh, it's like oh, you got snared on my trap. Oh, it's you again. <laughs> just little subtle humor stuff. And then the last world that I was that I had a chance a little bit to play through a bit has uh, <clears throat> is something like Alpine Heights or something where you're exploring these different mountain ranges and stuff inside this world, and you get to try the whole theme is try to blow the horns that are up the top. There are some random enemies that are kind of interesting there. There's these, there's these previous little cat enemies or something like that that are stealth. They have these invis- like invisibility cloaks, but they'll steal items off of you and this and that. So, I've explained a little bit about the levels, though, but the gameplay of itself is sort of... Well, you know what? It's actually pretty decent in ways of a platformer should be. You have your standard double jump. You have, like, a various platforming elements you do, but there are different items that you actually get to use in this game. You get to use different weapons, like your default weapon is an umbrella. You have these different hats that you can actually collect yarn for inside the game in each world to create different hats. And each hat has its own special ability. So the regular hat that you have can actually, if you hold down L2, it could search you, it can actually lead you to a specific direction that you're supposed to be going for that mission. Then there's, like, this particular type of hat that allows you to run faster. If you get, like, a corresponding, like, say, uh, like, badge or something like that, it'll actually transform the hat into a scooter <laughs> that you can ride around. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's really it's really funny. It's kind of, like, out there and stuff, but the personality is really fun in this game. And then it's, like, there are certain hats that you can use, like, for ground-pounding purposes, for, like, throwing potions and this and that. All in all, I think there's about, like, six or seven different hats and I'm trying to collect enough yarn to unlock this time stop hat that I want to try to unlock and see how that works. So each of your various hats corresponds with different type of features. So you gain little bits of items like that. You get a hook shot at one point, And it's, it's really cool because it makes you want to go back and explore different worlds with the different items you collect. So on top of that, you get to encounter this merchant, this this creepy ass merchant that wears all red with this like purple hood right and it, at first when I encountered him I thought my game was glitching because at certain points you you see him closely and his his freaking face just starts like twitching out a bit and this and that but uh no that's part of his character or something and he purposely tells you it's like oh yeah don't mind the don't mind the little finicky stuff that I do you know and stuff he's like okay <laughs> and his purpose is to sell you badges so these badges you can equip onto your hat, and it makes it so that you can have different features that will help you out. Like one allows you to have a charge beam for your umbrella, and the other there's another one that actually allows you to make the game harder for you. So it's like a one-hit KO batch where it's like you equip that and you only get the hit, you only get hit once and you're dead. So for that badge, there's an achievement that goes along with it where. If you defeat a boss with that badge equipped, you can actually unlock a silver trophy inside the PS4 version for beating a boss without being hit once. So that's something to think about. But overall, there have been a different amount of bosses I've faced. I have not beaten the game yet. No, there are specific levels that I have not figured out that I need a specific item in order to advance, in order to try to uh, complete these different levels. I've collected around 23 timepieces. I think there's a maximum of about 40 inside this game. So, all in all, A Hat in Time is really well done. I think it's a really well done platformer, and I think that when it comes to, like, Game of the Year stuff, it's probably going to be on that list, because it does something that uh, actually some other games of its type kind of rarely do nowadays. For one, it's comparable to a point where it doesn't feel boring or too over or like over-complicated. Like, for example, one of the reasons why I haven't gone back to ukulele when I got the game on PS4 to begin with is because, for one, there's a lot of things that I wanted, there's a lot of things to try to explore, but yet I am not very interested in going back to the game yet. There's some elements that were boring, in my honest opinion, but in this game, it just leads you a little bit more basic. It's sort of like a bridging game. So, say if you have kids, or say if you haven't played a lot of platformers, this is easily a good game that's going to bridge you into some of the hardcore, like, moderate platforming games out there. Say, I'm wanting to say maybe, like, uh, maybe sort of like a Celeste, possibly. Mm. That's a 2D platformer. Maybe like a Hollow Knight mm. or 
any type of other platformers that you want to try to get into hardcore. But uh, all in all, you know what? This is definitely a recommendation for anyone that actually has some moderate interest in the game. I got it when it was like about 20 bucks on a flash sale. It probably will be on sale again, possibly towards the end of the year. So for anyone who wants to play a good platforming game that doesn't allow you to like say overthink things or if you just want to play a game that's just like nice just decent you know you want a few full laps or two yeah by all means buy hat in time it's well worth the cost of admission oh, cool yeah i've heard great things about it the, the the biggest praise i got was it's a very good uh mario 64 clone it, tr- it truly is honestly yeah. yeah that's great to hear um no surprise it took you this long to play it um well yeah uh, <laughs> yeah. I've been wanting, I've been wanting to check it out a few times too. And I've seen it on sale, but um, anything else you've been playing? Um, let's see. I'm not too sure if I have mentioned this before, but uh, I think last week I started up playing Celeste. Ooh. It's because of your talk about it during our last podcast and how much you loved playing the game that I decided to go ahead and start last Saturday night playing a little bit of Celeste. I am up to about Act 3, I want to say. I'm stuck in a particular portion, but from what I've played of Celeste, I've really loved the story of the game in and of itself. I love how difficult certain parts of the game can be with the platforming elements. Like, the one act that I've been going, that I actually went through, was the one where you can actually go and, like, zoom through these, like, invisible platforms and stuff, and this and that. I think I am at the hotel right at the moment. But uh, overall, though, it's like the game is really good so far yeah. in terms of its presentation and in terms of, say, the balancing of the uh, platforming. I'm really surprised how sharp the game plays. And there's actually a separate thing you can unlock where you can play a 2D version, like an actual like, sprite, like uh, more so like a MIDI sort of NES-style like freaking Celeste in the middle of that hmm. thing, you know? Oh, the B-side stuff and you get the... Yeah. The, yeah, except, yeah. I didn't even bother trying. Let's see. For the B-side stuff, I think I played a little bit of it, and then it's like I exited out and it's like, oh, you can actually play it in the main menu. It was like, yeah. But here's the thing. What kind of captured me a bit about Celeste that's something completely different than other games of its type, you know, sort of like a Super Meat Boy or this or that, is it goes on and just tells you, it's like, oh, hey, don't worry about it. If you don't feel like collecting this and that, don't bother with it. Just go ahead and just continue to have fun the way it is. It's like positive yeah. reinforcement after positive reinforcement even after like that it's like the game actually readily tells you it's like hey you're not having fun doing this go ahead decrease the difficulty do this and that you know it's it's really refreshing actually seeing that inside of a game yeah you don't obviously i'm so used to video games just saying it's like, oh hey you played at this level here increase the difficulty do this yeah. and do that or get good is, or yeah. or the whole get good meme that's played itself yeah. to death but at the same time and stuff it's really refreshing just to see kind of like the opposite end of the spectrum where it's like hey we know you're playing this game and stuff take your time with it do this do that and stuff it'll be here when you get back you know it's it's honestly it's a breath of fresh air for anything else that i've played of that genre because you're so used to playing sort of the twitchy sort of platforming things along the lines of a super meat boy or along the lines of like say the end is nigh or you have to go through do these precision platforming levels and stuff and do this and do that and you get frustrated over and over because you keep on dying whereas in celeste there really isn't like too much like penalty if you die inside the games I mean, it specifically, the game itself specifically tells you itself, like, hey, it's a di- it's a learning experience, you know? Let's do this, let's do that, you know? You can get better at it, blah, 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 and so on and so forth. And in and of itself, it makes me want to play the game more. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what's kind of interesting is I played a little bit of Celeste, and it's like, I wanted to try to play some on PS4 as well, and I started up a hat in time. And it's kind of that thing where it's like you play a great game and all of a sudden another great game kind of like interrupts you and then all of a sudden you start playing that. That's sort of what happened with me and Celeste at the moment where I'm taking a break of it. I don't feel really pressured to finish it at the moment, but I will get back to it as soon as possibly I finish A Hat in Time, which I'm not too sure how long that will be. But uh, you know what? Celeste is a fairly great game. I will say with certain certainty that... If I finish that game and it keeps consistently just improving upon 
each aspect of it, that is probably another game that may be on my list by the end of the year. Yeah. And that's that's rare for me. Two games, one after another, released this year on the consoles, potentially could be top ten. I, th- uh, I think Hat and Time came out last year, actually. It though. came out, yeah. Both games came out on... Well, actually, no. Hat and Time Celeste... came out on Steam last year. Celeste okay. came out this year. Okay, alright. But... I know Hat and Time came out on consoles. PS4 and Xbox One this year. I think. Oh, okay. So I thought yeah. it came out. All right. So that's good, though. Yeah, uh, I'm glad to hear. The um, the hotel in Chapter Three in Celeste was the part that broke me and finally made me go towards the uh, um, turning on all the abilities. Right. But, uh, yeah, that game's fantastic. Um, anything else? No, that's about it. Okay. Well, one second. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready to talk about what I've been playing now. Alright. Um, so, I've dabbled a little bit in games last week or so. Um, I talked about last week, picked up Captain, Tro- Captain 2 Treasure Tracker. Uh, it's a port of a Wii U game that came out in, I want to say, was it 2014 or 15? Um, but, uh, I've you guys have probably heard me nerd out about it um, since I played it um, back then. Um Absolutely love that game. It was oh, yeah. probably one of my favorite games on the Wii U. Oh yeah, surprisingly, uh, Gables has heard me talk about it many times. <laughs> uh, so, uh, came out finally to get on the Switch. Super excited about it. Came out uh, last Friday. Um, it's forty dollars. So if you're interested, it's it's a budget game, um, budget uh, first party game, I guess. Uh, and what do you do in this game is you play as Toad, and it's the only game I could stand him in, uh, stand him in, because he ruins like everything else he's in for me, uh, for the most part, uh, especially in like the Mario and Luigi games, uh, in the Paper Mario games, he's, he like ruins those games for me. Uh, but in this one, um, he is, he's he's on an adventure, uh, and he's getting stars, and uh, his girlfriend, I don't really know, uh, gets taken by a. Uh, bird. I don't know why I'm telling the story. It doesn't matter. But you can say my bird, and he's on an adventure to get the bird back. But he's also stopping to get stars at the same time. I don't know. It doesn't make much sense in that part. Uh, so each map is very small uh, with a lot of little puzzles in between. Each map has uh, three diamonds, and at the end it has a star. And it's solve puzzles, and you need to collect diamonds. Uh, you have, to have X, X amount of diamonds to uh, advance upon the plot. I finished the first chapter i think i started the well, i got a few into the second one um but you could probably beat each level in i don't know less than 10 minutes they're super easy uh at least start off the bat they, they get a little more difficult especially a little later on especially if you want to find everything in it uh but it, it's just a fun little it's a fun little puzzle platformer it's not like um you're not going to really rack your brain too much over some of the uh puzzles in this game um it's just it's just a f- nice fun like positive game to play. And that's what I think I like about it. Uh it's fun to go back into it. My only really issues with it is uh the one main, main well actually my biggest uh, thing I like about this game uh, they, the changes they made is in the old game uh on the Wii U you had to use the gyroscope to move the camera around and in the Switch version you can use the right analog stick to move the camera around which is way better. But the issue with the with this is they had to change it around um, because a lot of levels uh, required, you had to use the, the touchpad on the on the game pad on the Wii U gamepad to move move things around, or you can tap on things to uh, unveil uh, uh, like hidden objects. And in this one, you can't do that. You gotta like I'm using the Pro Controller, so I gotta like point it at the. Like, I gotta use still use the gyroscope to a certain extent and like point it at like some some levels. You have to like you have to like tap on the on the, uh, the one of the platforms to move it around. Um, so you have to still use a gyroscope to some extent, which kind of sucks. Um, I'm not a big fan of that. And you have this big blue dot on your screen at all times, um, for every level, even if you don't need it necessarily, um, which is really annoying. Uh, there's, I've only played a few levels that really required you to have to have that and use it. Uh, but when you have to, it kind of ruins the level. Like those levels are, I, I enjoyed in, on the Wii U version. Um, because it was just super simple, just tapping the, the screen. But on this one, if you play in handheld mode, you can use the you can use the touchscreen on that. 
Um, so for some those levels, it might be better to play in uh, handheld mode. But uh, um, using a pro controller uh, or even just the Joy-Cons, it is uh, not as fun. Uh, but overall, I'm still enjoying it. It's fun. It's fun to go back to. Um, it's just a like I said, it's a nice like you don't take it too seriously. It's like you can knock out. It's a perfect uh, Switch portable game. Uh, it's on 3DS as well. Um, you can, you know, like I said, each level take you probably 10 minutes at most to collect everything. Um, so yeah, I'm having fun with that. It's it's great being back in that in that uh, in that world in that environment. Uh, now, really, all I need is Super Mario uh, or Mario 3D World, and I'm golden on as far as uh, Wii U ports go. Um, and the other game I played, I've only played the first uh, couple hours of it. Um, it is, uh, the next, the game that came out, it came out last year. Uh, I, I bought it when it first came out and I just never got around to it. Finally, uh, since it's been a little bit, a little bit slower as far as game releases coming out, I've been trying to do a better job of catching up on my, uh, pile of shame. Um, I have a folder of shame is what's called on my PS4 of games I've bought and, and haven't completed or, uh, like, like Destiny 2 is in there. I'm just waiting on DLC to come out for it. Or South Park is in there. Stuff like that. Just a way to remind myself, don't forget about these games. Um, and one of the games that's in my folder of shame, uh, that, like, a Hidden Agenda, like I said, I bought it last year. Um, it was 20 bucks when it came out. I've seen it on sale for 5 or 10 bucks. There's actually a physical copy you can, you can go get. I think it's like 10 bucks now. Uh, but it is... Um, the game that followed, uh, it's Supermassive Games made this. The people that made Until Dawn, which, um, uh, did you play Until Dawn? I haven't played Until Dawn. I okay. still have the game on my uh, PS4 in physical form, so I have not okay. got around to it yet. Okay, so I, I, know, I remember when it came out, I want to say 2015, it was my number two game of the year. Yeah. Behind Metal Gear Solid Five. Actually, yeah, it was. I think Rocket League was three. Uh... And I know Justin and Jake also had it that year in their in like their top two or three as well, or top yeah. five at the worst. And so a game that we all loved, uh, well, three quarters of us, everybody that played it on this podcast loved. Um, and it was great. And I've been waiting for that kind of that sequel to it. And this, I saw the, remember seeing the trailer for this probably, I think it came out like last fall. Okay. So I remember when, when it was announced, like last year, I'm like, sweet, we're finally, we're getting something like that they've had a few games since then they had a couple psvr games uh that i've also are my my folder of shame on my ps4 that i've got to play but um so this one so playstation in the last couple of years like got this big thing that i think they kind of fallen off of, to a certain extent but they had these playlink games uh is what they call them and their games were like they're they're basically like ripoffs not really ripoffs but they're kind of their own thing of uh jack-in-the-box games mm-hmm. on like the ps4 where you can play these like fun party games with your friends in person, but you use the you use your cell phones or like a tablet or whatever whatever device you have um, that's on a controller as uh, basically as a controller. Uh, so like there's a bunch of they have like a bunch of fun like party games you can play, um, like 20, 30 minute games. Like there's ones where you take a picture of yourself and you like answer questions. And it's like who's who's the most likely to jump uh, to jump uh, in the into the lake naked things like that <laughs> like just fun stupid games you can play and then there's this game hidden agenda okay uh, and it is basically like a low budget version of until dawn is what is the best way to compare it like i said it's 20 bucks okay. uh, but um it's like i said I'm only a couple hours into it um i don't understand why this is a playlink game <laughs> like it kind of like it makes me not want to play the game because I have to use my, my my cell phone while I play it. Like so, the way it works, it, it works just like a I don't know, like a Telltale game will work, or if you played Until Dawn, like an Until Dawn game, or like if you played a, actually better yet, if you played like a um, I forget the name, name of the company, but like Detroit Become Human, those kind of games, or Heavy Rain, uh, you play their games. Uh, it's closer to that, but you use your cell phone. So basically, the, the way it's I'm playing it by myself because I just I just want to play. A super massive game again, uh, or s- just give me something that could taste. That's all I want. And this is kind of what it is. Um, so the way it's supposed to work is you come up to six people in a room with you, playing it, and uh, like there's 
things that come up, and you can like, you can make, you make decisions like you would any like any other uh, narrative driven game. And like there's one part like so there's this uh, uh, serial killer called the Trapper Killer, and okay. uh, uh, there's like one part when you go like the beginning of the game, you arrest this guy, and you believe he's the Trapper Killer, and you can either shoot him or you can or you can uh, like one of the options is shoot him or you know don't shoot him and try to arrest him and basically what's supposed to happen is everybody in the room will make their own decisions on their cell phones on their and whoever like most most votes goes to that one um so that's that's kind of the, the, the way it's supposed to work um i hate everything about the playlink part of this like i said i hate using my cell phone i wish i could use my controller or just give me the option if i'm playing by myself just let me just only play the game like you normally would uh, uh like an until dawn type okay. um but um, like I said, only a couple of hours in. It's very, like, it still looks pretty good, but it does not like does not have this doesn't match like uh, like you play until dawn, you play this, you're just like yeah, it just feels like it feels like I don't know like until like this game was being made, but like until dawn hadn't come out yet or wasn't like as popular as it was or something. So they're just like we're gonna give you as much of a budget and then like okay. Well, this actually picked up, so we're gonna make you make this a playlink game. And I was like, I don't know, it just it feels like unnecessary. And like I said, most of those playing games are like little are fun party games, like you're just drinking with your friends at a, at a, at a goofing off, and they're 20, 30 minute games. This is like a legit six hour game. Huh? <laughs> like, who? Why they thought this would be a good playlink game? I have no clue why. Um, I'm enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. Okay. It, like, I, I don't want to like. Like, as far as the game goes, I'm enjoying it because it, it reminds me of, like, a Until Dawn. Like I said, this, it gives me that. Um, it, it fills that need for me uh, to a certain extent. Uh, I just don't like... I like the game. I just don't like playing it because I, I have to use the PlayLink stuff. Um, which yeah. I wouldn't mind. I don't mind it doing the PlayLink stuff. Like, I, I've had fun playing Jack in the Box with people before. Right. Um, and, I like, I, like, I've seen some of those games. They look fun. Uh, I just don't. This just feels like unnecessary. One of those. Um, That's kind of strange how they programmed in a way where you have to use your cell phone to play to play a six-hour game on the PS4. Yeah, it just <laughs> like the play like all that stuff is like the Jack in the Box stuff. All that stuff is really really cool. Yeah, I love that idea. I love that idea of having that. That's awesome. I'd love to be like at a friend's house and we're just all playing a game. Or, like, we can all like, hey, everybody has a cell phone. And as yeah. a smart device of some sort, like what's just what you want to play a fun party game? Like I've done a few of those, and they're fun to do, uh-huh. uh, hilarious times. Uh, but this is—it's just so different. Like, like I said, if it was like I don't know, thirty, forty minutes or whatever, like and there was like different sections or different chapters or like there's different stories and they're all like little short stories. Okay, maybe. Uh, like I said, this just feels like it was just like forced in there. It's like you guys are big right now. And we're trying to make this thing happen. And um, I don't know if it's still happening. I haven't heard of a PlayLink game coming out for a little while now. Um, so I don't know if that took off. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. It, it was It's fine for what it, it would be. I would enjoy it way more. And I would have played it when it first came out if it didn't have that. But I bought it not knowing it was a PlayLink game. Mm-hmm. And then when I found out, I, had, I, went to, I remember I went to go play it. And I was like, oh, well, I don't really want to play this game right now. <laughs> so that's my problem is like once i get going on the game i have fun and i like i get once i get like once i get it going but just like like getting myself like mentally like i i gotta like 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 fight with myself to like get myself going on this game but once i get it once i hit start and i got everything hooked up ready to go i'm fine uh it's just it's like oh, this this is stupid um but yeah i don't know like i enjoyed like i said i enjoyed the game i just don't like the like the way i have to play it um that's all I've been playing this week. I haven't, like I said, not, it's kind of, you know, we're in July. Not a lot coming out. Madden comes out in a couple weeks. Um, what sucks is I have to go back to work the day. Um, I've, I come back from Vegas and the day after Madden comes out, but I have to go back to work that day. Uh-huh. So that sucks. Uh, but then after that, it's going to be uh, crazy games, Gables all the time. Yep. So we're going to have no news, but a fuck ton of games to play, which is better, I think, than yep. the alternative. But, Moving on to uh, our topics, uh, like I said, Gables saved the show as usual. Um, so, 
I, I wanted to mention this one. Uh, not really a lot to add to it, but uh, we talked about Nathan Fillion and teasing some Uncharted stuff. Uh, and the rumors, and not really rumors, but there was like people were like talking about, uh, is this like a fan film? Well, it turned out it actually was. It's like a little 15 minute or so uh, fan film that's on YouTube. It's free to watch. Uh, Nathan Fillion is, is Nathan Drake. Um, it is. I really, really enjoyed it. Have you got a chance to watch it yet, Gables? I haven't yet, but I've heard a lot of positive feedback on it. Yeah, so it's like, like I said last week, if you haven't listened, uh, Nathan Fillion's been like the dream Nathan Drake for people for like 10 years now, uh, since they've tried making, since they've been trying to make this movie. And um, it's, yeah, he, it's everything you hoped and dreamed for. Uh, just, you know, I wish it was a bigger budget uh, and a full movie. Uh, and he had dropped like 30 more pounds. <laughs> but other than that, it's perfect. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. I, like I said, I would flight that man for free. And, and Gables has to because it's Nathan Fillion. <laughs> he doesn't have a choice uh, whether he misses it or not. Um, but yeah, no, I, it, it's, it's fun. It's really good. I, I enjoyed every moment of it. And I think I enjoyed it more because it's Nathan Fillion than it is Nathan, that it's Nathan Fillion playing Nathan Drake. Because I just love most of the things he does. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it is really good. Like I said, it's free. Check it out. It's on YouTube. You can just simple search on there, you'll find it. Um, so yeah, that's I think that's really cool. I just wish it was a full full featured movie. Uh, but moving on to some of our uh, some of our real news this week. Uh, let me go on with what here. I'm gonna read the headline. I'm gonna read you the headline of this article I found, uh, and it's gonna make you want to say hashtag fuck Konami. Okay. But there's a nice little story behind this. So Konami shut down a 17-year-old kid uh, PT remake for the PC. Uh-huh. So if you uh-huh. don't remember, there was a game called PT that was uh, Hideo Kojima uh, and Del Toro. I can never say the guy's name, so I always say Del Toro. Uh, we're making a game with the... Uh, I forget his name. He's the guy that's in Death Stranding, uh, but he's also in Walking Dead. But they're making a Silent Hill game. And they had the PT teaser that came out. And people didn't know what the hell it was until they beat it and found out it was Silent Hill. Uh, then the game got pulled off uh, off PS4 and Xbox and PC. Or uh, PS4 and Xbox. Never made it to PC. Uh, because the game got canceled and all the shit with Kojima and Konami. We all know about that. But there was this kid. Uh, he's 17 year old. Uh, he was 17 years old. Uh, his online handle is Kimzar. I believe is how you say it. Um... So I guess Konami uh, contacted him a couple weeks ago, and he was told to cease uh, and desist uh, on making this. Uh, he was making a PT. Uh, he was converting it to the PC. He was going to put it on PC for people to play. And I guess he was fairly close to having it done. Um, and, he, and he was told they could no longer do it. Um, however, uh, a Konami representative uh, was very cool about it, not personally threatening. And complimented the work. And this is all direct quotes from uh, Kimzar. Uh, and complimented the work. Uh, moreover, he says Konami has offered him an internship, but the PT remake has got to go. Uh, Kimzar said uh, estimated that the, he put about 180 hours of work into this, uh, getting this PT remake to the PC. Uh, but he said he felt like it was a giant burden uh, that had been lifted off his shoulder, uh, off his shoulders after announcing he was working on this. Uh, and no longer felt like he had to uh, do it. So, um, going off the headline and going off kind of what you're hearing about this, it's it's very easy to say fuck Konami, but this is kind of cool. Like you know, like it's it's easy to say fuck Konami because it's Konami. But I mean, we I feel like once a year we have an like Nintendo shuts down like uh, a like a piece like someone redid a game like a Nintendo game and puts it on PC uh, or does like a sequel. Their own, makes their own from the ground up sequel. Uh, like there's that Metroid game that came out last year on the PC that someone made, and then they did a cease and desist and shut it down. Um, so this is kind of cool. Like he's a 17 year old kid, and he's already got an internship at Konami. I'm guessing he's probably going to be making a bunch of like Metal Gear Survive uh, like loot boxes or something. But good for this kid, you know. Like you want a job? This is probably the best way to get a job nowadays in in, in that world. Um, what about you, Gables? Well, let's see. In terms of getting a leg into the gaming industry, yeah, that's actually pretty cool that he was offered an internship. But at the same point in time, whether or not this is the case of like, oh, okay, 
this is good or bad or something like that. It kind of remains to be seen. On one end and stuff, it's like, yeah, Konami pretty much just issued the cease and desist because they still own the licensing stuff to PT in terms of like that. I can understand it from the business perspective. But in the opposite ends and stuff like that, internships can be either or like good or bad in terms of like what they could pertain to. For instance, a lot of internships, especially around the gaming industry, some companies don't even pay their interns, to be perfectly honest with you. And in no. terms of that, it's like, it's it's kind of interesting that they would go on like, there's like, oh, okay, this looks, this is pretty good. You know, this kid can do this and that and stuff like that, offering the internship. But let's look at this case right there. A lot of the young interns that are hired on for certain projects like this are around that kid's age, like around 17, 18 and stuff like that. I mean... I humbly do agree that it's a kind gesture to offer him, like, an internship to a gaming company because, obviously, the kid's got skill. He spent, like, around 180, close to around 200 hours going through trying to convert PT to the PC. So he did a lot of various coding and very a lot, like, various amounts of advanced sort of uh, programming, kind of like uh, going inside the source code and just manipulating a a lot of stuff in order to try to make this game compatible, just transferable to the PC. So, honestly, in of itself, I feel this story, in terms possibly, could be a bit like uh, a win-win for the kid. At the same point, if I was the kid, and I have seen Konami's track record and stuff, and I've done this and stuff, I would try to get like another job, like possibly another gaming company. Because yeah. at the same point, it's like, being offered an internship with Konami, while it's flattering and stuff, I think you should just, like, humbly, if he wants to get into the gaming industry, if he has that interest, try to use that as a stepping stone or something to get into, like, another publisher. Because, you know what, Konami has a lot of bad PR. Yeah. And they're not really known for their, uh, like, intent, like, gaming stuff nowadays. I mean, what what the hell would he be working as an intern for, you know, at this case and scenario? I mean, I'm not trying to post, like, a negative perspective upon this, but I will say that, yeah, it is pretty cool of them to offer the kid the internship and stuff. It's a kind gesture into doing so. Yeah. This is the sort of thing where we call it a resume builder. Yes. Like, this isn't long-term, but, like I said, gets him in the door. Exactly. We, it's, I, I I wonder if Konami, if this was a different story, if this was five years ago, they would do this. Right. Um, but now it's like, you know, every time we talk about Konami, I'll say the Castlevania stuff on Netflix, uh, it's usually, and they, other than giving their IP to somebody to make it, uh, uh, they didn't really do anything in that. Yeah, uh, exactly. But, you know, it, they, need the, they need the good press. And, I don't know, I think, it, it, like I said, it's kind of cool, and like you said, like, I, <laughs> like I, what, what the hell they're going to work on? Like I said, like, what the hell is this kid going to work on? Uh, this is a good way to get his foot in the door, and you know, maybe he could turn this into something uh, and get him into a paying gig. Who knows if it's paid or not? You know, I, with the internship, I doubt it. He's 17. Um, he's not but, even, honestly, inside the uh, states and stuff, he's not legal to work yet, I don't think. Until, well, it depends on state. Pretty yeah, much. I think with internship, it's a different story because he's not actually getting paid. Uh, but... Um, you know, he's still. I think he's going to be a senior in high school next year. Yeah. Uh, if I remember, if that's where I remember correctly from the story, uh, but that's still that's kind of a cool thing. And you know, if this kid's got a good head start, as far as most people probably do uh, at at his, um, then people are probably in their mid twenties. So yeah, uh, good for that kid. Um, and I, I begrudgingly good for you, Konami. Uh, but um, moving on to our next topic. Hey, Gables, did you hear about this game that came out uh, a couple weeks ago called The Coaling 2? <laughs> oh, God. How could I have not? Oh, you did hear about it. Okay. I've heard I about really... The Coaling 2. Okay. So, I'm shocked you did because I really fully expect you to say no. Um, so, for people who don't know, uh, this is... Uh, I don't. I never even heard of The Coaling 1 until this uh, until Coaling 2 came out. Yep. But, uh, so The Coaling 2 was uh, actually... It was released... Uh, or it was announced, the game was announced to come out on July 10th. Yep. Of this year. Uh, yeah, uh, just, yeah, this year, two weeks, uh, a week and a half ago. The, the But there was no, there, there was no press before that. The game was literally announced 
and released with 24-hour notice. Oh. Uh, oh. Now has um, already, after eight days on the market, I think July 18th, it was um, or it was pulled from, so it was digital only. It was pulled from Steam, Xbox, and PS4. Um, so the story here, it, it's crushing to hear. I don't want to like knock this or like make fun of them or anything like that. Um, so people don't know, uh, the developer, I believe, uh, X-A-B-I-A-N-T, X-Viant, maybe. Um, so, uh, the director of operations, Josh Van Veeld, uh, he issued, he went on YouTube and issued an apology to the fans of the, of the Calling 2 for the botched launch for, of, of the Calling 2. Uh, last week, the decision to pull the plug on Calling Two resulted from complaints over banning the original game. Apparently, the original game had a good following. Um, we're not really PC guys, so uh, it was a PC only thing, so we don't really, you know, wouldn't know about much about it. Right. Uh, but they announced this, like I said, with 24 hour notice. Uh, there was de- decreased emphasis on the melee combat. They had low server population and a general poor reception. So. Um, I don't really know. Uh, I tried looking up stats and I couldn't really find them. Uh, but one stat I saw, I, I heard from somebody uh, on a on a podcast was that um, on like a Friday night, the first Friday night it was out uh, on Twitch, one person was playing the game, Whoa. streaming the game on Twitch. Whoa! Uh, which um, I don't like. I said I don't have stats. What Fortnite and PUBG and all the, the top games come out, but I imagine they're probably in the thousands somewhere. Um, if you get, we have a guy that makes a half a million dollars a month just playing Fortnite on Twitch, I imagine there's probably a big uh, Twitch following for Fortnite. Yep. Um, so, yeah, this uh, this game, you know, like I said, came out. Uh, the people were playing it like the first couple days it came out, and uh, like there's people winning the games because like it was. A, so I guess we'll go back. It's a battle royale game. Uh, but instead of 100 people, it was 50 people. Mm-hmm. Um, the people were like, you still jump in like you would in like any other battle royale game. Uh, but people were, were winning games, not because like uh, they they outlast anybody, just nobody else was in the game. They yeah. were the only they were one the only person in the game, so nobody was in there. Or they joined games and there's only 12 people in it, or uh, a lot of bugs and issues like that. Um, I think like the uh, on uh, what's it called Metacritic or something like that. It's like the the score was in the 50s somewhere. Um, so, And also, apparently, it was missing features that were present inside the original game as well. So you had a mixture of a botched launch where there was plenty of glitches of, of plenty inside the Culling 2. On top of that, you had a major outrage from the original players that were playing the original Culling 1, and all of a sudden, this stealth announcement and release pissed off a lot of players to the extent that a lot of them just say, you know, fuck this game. I'm going to go back to Fortnite, or I'm going to go play whatever. And then on top of that, it's like you're missing key features that were prevalent inside the original Culling, and all of a sudden they're taken out, and it's like just a basic sort of, like, style, and that's a recipe of, like, just a major disaster full launch. By watching the the No a few days ago, it is potentially one of the worst gaming launches I have honestly honestly ever seen even kind of worse than no man's sky in that regards <laughs> yeah and speaking of them they had a i didn't was on the show notes or anything but they did have a nice big uh announcement and that game is kind of under a bit on a pretty good uh, redemption road uh lately but um yeah, yeah going back to calling uh uh i just i want real quick uh so josh van veel the director of operations did go on to say it's been difficult uh for us to wrap our heads around the entire situation uh, the Calling 2 was not a game that you asked for, and, it, and it's not the game that you expect as a worthy successor to The Calling. So, um, like I said, I don't want to shit on these guys too much. Like, they realized what they did, um, and they realized it wasn't working, and they pulled the plug. They're pulling it down. They're going to try to get people refunds. It was a $20 game, um, which is crazy when you think about it, because, like, Fortnite is the biggest game in the world by far, one of the yep. biggest things, not in the like in a game game in the world, one of the biggest things is entertainment in the world. Yes, uh, and it's free to play. Uh, you pay ten bucks a month every uh, ten weeks if you want to, uh, and this was a twenty dollars game. And uh, you know they have the it sounds like from what I understand a pretty good following from the calling. The original one was doing really well, uh, and in a lot of ways it it seems like 
the fans were kind of insulted, like uh, like Gables was mentioning, and they kind of turned a lot of those guys off and uh, just tried to do a quick, you know, it was a quick cash grab. And it's something we've talked about in the past, uh, even earlier this year, where at one point, remember we talked about, there was an article out there that was saying there was 18 Battle Royale games announced for this year coming out. Yep. And that was the, that's just stuff we heard about. And that was in like, I want to say February or March. And then we've had E3 coming. There's more games, more Battle Royale games announced. That was before uh, Battlefield and uh, Call of Duty announced their their Battle Royale game modes. Um, the Calling wasn't one of those games because I had less than 24 hour notice that was coming out. Uh, so I think they're learning. They they learned the hard way, unfortunately. And I think uh, a lot of people are probably going to learn the hard way. Is you're not going to just be successful right off the bat just because you you. Uh, um, you have battle royale like that's not a selling point really necessarily no. so i mean it's it, it's a it's a good bullet point to have in your game maybe off the bat but it's not that alone isn't going to make or break your game right um so so i'm glad i'm, I'm well, go ahead gables well uh, well anyway i'll let you finish what you're saying then i'll chime in a little bit okay i say I'm, i just want to say i'm glad that they realize what they've done and they're trying to fix that situation they pulled it from the stores. They're gonna do their. They've already. They've already talked to Steam, already talked to Valve, placed uh, Sony and X, uh, Microsoft about getting uh, people their money back. So it seems like they're doing the right thing for the people that have invested in it. Um, so I, I, just, I love the honesty that they have in this. And I'm. It's. It's like. It's. It's saddening to hear. It's like I almost want. Like I almost feel guilty for not buying their games. Just like just mm. how like you. If you've seen the video, uh, and he's just he just broken uh it, uh the josh is from uh from just kind of the reception of this right We're going, right right of course of course at essence with the whole thing about the calling to the stealth announcement the release 24 hours and of this let's not overlook the fact that this game in and of itself was potentially a like a quick crash like a quick cash grab in terms of, yeah. like, try to capitalize upon successes of other Battle Royale games. In and of itself, they had to, this person, this development group learned the hard way that you can't just easily go forth and just get a quick buck or two just by releasing another, basically, like, a reskin and, like, less features of a game in order to try to present as, like, so your next sequel stuff. I don't know what in the world these people were thinking in terms of releasing their sequel so close to their original launch within the last six months, actually. They released The Culling like almost like six months ago. Oh, and wow, at that same that. at the same time and stuff, they had a lot of good features. They had a decent amount of followers. All they had to do was not basically just go forth, maybe add on some more features and stuff, but they immediately tried to cut ties with their original game and introduce a sequel in that regards and stuff. It's kind of hard. And you know what? It's it's horrible in the way that this went down and stuff. It didn't have to be this way at the same point. They could have just easily put on some more content, maybe add some more features to the original game, and just continued on like so. But in and of itself, they all they've done right now is burn a lot of bridges away from the established fan base they've had with their original game. And what's left right now is sort of like a, like say, a my raid of different types of stuff they have to try to rebuild that consumer trust is going to be extremely hard for those people for the developers and stuff to rebuild because they basically have just said to the initial fan base like you know what hey you gave us like 20 or so dollars for our original game and stuff like that yeah we don't care about that here here's another game right there and stuff and you're gonna have to pay this and that and stuff it's like it's kind of hard for me to feel sorry for this development team, this crew, because initially what they tried to do was so freaking shady in that point where it's like, it's like, why would I trust you with any other things that you're going to put in this point in time? I'm glad that they're doing the common sense rule and just going through and just uh, giving people the refunds, being honest with what their intentions are to try to make things, try to patch things up. But this is going to be a process which could take them potentially years in order to try to rebuild upon something they, they tried to start with, like, basically over six months ago with their original game. So, in and of itself, it's like, they kind of reap what they sow in this regards. And, yeah. you know what, I kind of hope they could find a positive thing out of this stuff, because it's going to be, obviously, a big hole that they got to dig themselves out of. Yeah, and I, I hope not only, like, 
not only do they, you know, they, they figured it out, obviously, what they did, but I hope other people do. Because it's something we mentioned months ago is, um, it's just, we see this all the time. Whenever there's a big fad in gaming, mm-hmm. like, uh, like if something takes off, like, and it, it, it goes past just gamers, it goes, it goes more worldwide. Um, we just see a shit ton of, of, of copies, like yes, Gears exactly. of War, Call of Duty, Halo. Um, oh, for different archetypes, for different Mario styles. I mean, for different yeah. types of games in general. Like you said, like yeah. the third person's cover shooter that was popular. The motion yeah. controls, the VR stuff, everything else. That's like people. The gaming industry is full of copycats, and there's for good reason. Yeah. They copy what works. But then that's not really the. It's just in entertainment, really anything in general, but yes. entertainment in general, especially yes. like Marvel Cinematic Universe takes off. DC's got to make their own. Yep. X-Men's trying to do their own. The programming, uh, or uh, Fox is trying to do their own thing with, with uh, Fox. Or Fox trying to do their own thing with, with X-Men, sorry. Um, it's just how it's a, it's a copycat world. Um, same thing in sports, too. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that, and it's probably not going to happen, because, I mean, how we see it, like I said, we see it every all the time. Every couple of years, we see the big fad. Um, and then we see 30 copycats, and... Maybe one or two of those kind of come out and they do really well and they're really successful and the rest is kind of fall the wayside and get buried. Um, but I'm hoping that people see stuff like this and they then they kind of see what's going on and like like this. You, know, you it's not an easy thing to crack. It's not this is not a it's not easy just because your game is like I said just because it's, it's a battle royale game doesn't mean it's going to print money for you. Exactly. Um, and I think this is kind of a perfect example people that are making those games that you just can't put together a, a battle royale game and throw it out there we had the one um the lawbreakers guys um it was okay. the guy that, who's the kid who's the guy that left epic the, the gears of war guy I that know. was cliff blazinski i believe cliff blazinski the guy he left epic and left he made gears of war yep and who then went on to make Fortnite, and you know so yep. they're he he left Epic to make his own company, and he made Lawbreakers, uh, which was a Overwatch ripoff. Yep. That didn't do anything. Nope. And then he tried to then he tried to make a uh, try to pivot at the last minute to make a Battle Royale ripoff, and within two weeks of them releasing an early access version of the game, the company was closed. Yep. And that was just in the last month. So stuff like this is it's happening all the time, and. Especially in, in that business, it, like we hear about people losing jobs and cl- businesses closing all the time. It's just ask. It's it's, it's crazy to me. And like, and I get it. Like, it, it's still. I, I'm sure a lot of business, head uh, head honchos. It's like this is like an easy thing to get into. Like this thing will just make money, but really it's not. It's a, it's a hard. Th- I mean, there's a dedicated. There's already two big titans in this, uh, in this pla- in this uh, genre. And it's a very hard not to crack. Like H1Z1's got a respectable following uh, for their battle royale mode, um, but other than that, nobody's got anything. Uh, who knows what's going to now? Now that we have Battlefield and Call of Duty jumping into this in October, who knows what's <laughs> going to look like in, in six months? The entire industry can change all over again. Battle royale stuff, Fortnite can be like gone. Like this time last year, PUBG was all anybody would talk about. Yep, that was the king of everything. There was no competition. It was it was a game when it was an out. Yeah, it was still in early access. And now, uh, PUBG is a far, 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 far distant second to what Fortnite is right now right. in the battle royale mode. But at the same, battle, but at that, that same, game was go ahead. Oh, sorry, Tyler. But at the Pardon? same point, there's a reasoning why that PUBG is where it's at right now and why Fortnite is doing so well, and that's because of bad PR moves by the PUBG developers. <laughs> yeah, with the, with the lawsuit stuff, that's like I said, we um, that shit was stupid to me. But it's like Fortnite Battle Royale mode wasn't even announced or a thing until mm-hmm. September of last year. That's true. And within a few months, it's it was the biggest thing in the world. And here we are in late July; it's still the biggest thing in the world. Uh, so who knows what the gaming industry might be, look like this time next year? I'd love to like have a like a time capsule. I'd love to almost go back, like like every like few months or so and like like or go back every year and like listen to the episode that we did um one year ago that week and hear about what we were talking about and just <laughs> like, like just because how fast things change in this industry um oh yeah and like i said PUBG was like the king of gaming 
And now, I mean, it's still number two, but it's nowhere close to number one. Um, but anyways, uh, we got other things to talk about, Gables. Uh, yep. So, just want to do a couple things real quick. Uh, so, Mario Kart 8 is getting some surprising, uh, I don't know if it's, I guess it's technically DLC, uh, but it's getting a new update and it's out now. Uh, they announced, uh, Nintendo announced it, I want to say Thursday night. Uh, so Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch uh, is getting a Breath of the Wild update. Um, and it's free to everybody that has the game. Uh, it is update 1.6 uh, and it adds the Master Cycle Zero uh, motorcycle. Um, you also, um, Zelda also has a, a Champions Tunicle wear. And there's also new tires and a paraglider uh, that you can uh, you can you can use now, uh, and the tie-in with that also announced um, there is a Zelda gear uh, coming to the Monster Hunter uh, it is called let me look it up real quick I always put the name Monster Hunter Generation Ultimate it is a um, port of a 3DS game that came out a couple years ago yep um, coming to the Switch comes out August 28th. Um, so players can uh, deck their hunter out with a uh, number of Zelda-inspired items, including Link's signature champion tunic and hood. Hunters can also wield the ancient bow, um, while your Pelico companion can be dressed in a Korok costume. Uh, which, I mean, I don't know why you want to do that. If it was a Tinkle costume, then we'd be talking. If, if I could have my Pelico have a Tinkle costume and also fly around in a balloon, uh, then I'd be 100% in. But uh, unfortunately, that's not the case. But uh, two pretty cool little updates said. They're all free. It all comes. I mean, you just gotta buy the game. But um, I mean, I think it's it's a cool thing that Mario Kart Eight is it's a port of a Wii U game. But this game came out on the, the Switch last April, and or yeah, last April I want to say. And here we are. We're getting a cool free update. Yeah. Uh, I think it, I think it's a cool thing. Um. I'm hoping that means maybe we get more Mario Kart 8 DLC. Oh, here's hoping. You know, new characters, new tracks. <laughs> would, but, Gables, uh, is this making you any more interested in picking up any of those two games? Honestly, it makes me interested in just uh, popping in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and stuff like that and just uh, playing a little bit as Link. I mean, that makes me interested. Monster Hunter yeah. Generations. Let's see. I... Man. It's good. Ah, man, I need to learn to completely played those type of games man because the i am interested somewhat in playing monster hunter but at the same time it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of effort to yeah. go through and actually learn about character builds and this and that so i like the fact that there's zelda stuff inside the upcoming game coming out this august from monster hunter but at the same time it's like yeah that's that's cool <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's kind of where i'm at with it like I'm, I'm definitely interested in popping in Mario Kart 8 again. Uh, I, you know, I go back to it every so often to play it. And I'll play like a, uh, a tournament here and there. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it, I didn't get, I didn't play Monster Hunter Worlds uh, for the P- when it came out on the PS4 and Xbox, um, which is supposed to be a lot easier to get into uh, than uh, um, like this game will be because that's the biggest complaint I've heard about Monster uh, Monster Hunter games is how deep. Uh, everything is in this game and how hard it is to like under- grasp and understand everything. And Monster Hunter World did a good job of uh, fixing all that for people. It was a great game for uh, people to get into for Monster Hunter fans or for uh, non-Monster Hunter fans. And this game is more of like the old old one. So uh, it seems like it's going to be a turnoff for me. But it's a cool reason to... Uh, it's one more reason to pick up that game. So if you are someone that wants to play that, it's out there now. Um, and one more reason to get Mario Kart 8. I don't. I highly doubt we'll get DLC uh, for Mario Kart 8. I feel like at this point, I, I almost rather we. On one hand, I, I, if it was sooner rather than later, I'd rather have sooner uh, some new carts or some new tournaments and stuff, but uh, new maps. Uh, but I imagine at this point, we're we're more likely to see Mario Kart 9 than anything for Mario Kart 8. Um, but it's so cool we saw this. Um. You know what, Gables? I think we have gone on long enough. I think we'll save the rest of the stuff for next week. Does it sound good to you? Yep, that sounds good to me. All right, cool. Because uh, I hate to go long this week and the next week we have nothing. I know. Uh, so I will save. We'll say I'm going to put the note there to keep that for next week. But, uh, yeah, like I said, all that stuff I talked about at the beginning of the show, uh, check us out in those places. Um, just 
basically just Google search Drunk Nerds Podcast and you'll find us uh, on all those places. Uh, go to iTunes, like I said, check us on there, YouTube, all that. Uh, but once again, thank you guys for listening. I was your host, I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone, I hope you have yourself a fantastic week. Make sure to enjoy yourself on this great summer holiday for a lot of people. Also, make sure to play yourself some good games, watch yourself some good movies, maybe some TV shows and stuff. But remember, among all else, give a good listen to the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Goddamn right. Hey, Gables? <laughs> yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.